You are listening to Real Relationship Talk, a podcast helping married and pre-married couples build lasting love from above. Got problems? Let's solve them. Because real trials need real truth. Now it's time to get in the game with your relationship coach and host, Dana Shea. Hey friends, this is Dana Shea and you're listening to Real Relationship Talk. Thank you all so much for being here today on this episode. And y'all, today we are continuing in our Love Is series. We are going to be talking about a subject that, to be honest, most of us don't like to talk about. You all, we're talking about jealousy today. I want you to think back with me when you were a little kid and you had a special friend. Your friend and you would do everything together. Maybe you played with each other's hair if you're a girl, right? Guys didn't do stuff like that. Maybe you went places together. You had sleepovers together. This was your best friend. This was your special friend. Now, I want you to think about when a new person would come into school and your best friend would make friends with that new person. Most of the time, we felt this little emotion that would rise up in us called jealousy. Nobody has to teach us to be jealous. It's just something that naturally happens in our relationships. Now, fast forward 25 years, you're now married. You and your husband, let's say you're still a female in this example, you and your husband have a pretty good relationship, normal bumps and hurdles, but nothing major. All of a sudden, a beautiful woman moves in next door. She just happens to be single, and she just happens to not be able to do anything for herself. That little feeling that you felt when you were six years old has returned, and you find yourself being jealous yet again. Is it a sin to be jealous? Is it wrong to be jealous? Well, these are some of the things that we're going to talk about today and this whole episode. Now, you guys know that we are in the middle of dissecting 1 Corinthians chapter 13. So if you're new to the podcast, or maybe if this is your first episode in the Love Is series, I want to give you a little bit of background because the next several episodes and the preceding four episodes, I believe, have been talking about what love is according to 1 Corinthians 13. We've already talked about love is kind, love is patient. And today we are talking about love is not jealous. This is straight out of the Bible, you guys. And so we need to understand, first of all, what jealousy is. And then we need to ask ourselves, is it ever okay to be jealous in a relationship or in a marriage? What should you do if you are married to a spouse who is jealous? And is jealousy always toxic? So we're going to break down some of those questions in today's episode. But first, take a listen to this. Hey friends, Dana Shea here breaking into the episode real quick just to let you know about an incredible resource that I am super excited to let you all know about as we journey over the next several weeks on this whole topic of what love is. I have created an interactive workbook just for you or you and your boo to download and go through every single week with us on the podcast. So every week we are going to tackle a specific theme. What does it mean for love not to be jealous or to not hold records of wrongs? Friends, this workbook is going to help you to grow deeper in your relationships. It's going to help you to put into action how to love. That's right. Every week you will be writing out actions that you need to release 
and actions that you need to increase. This workbook consists of scripture, affirmations, meditations, and practical how-tos. So be sure to download your copy today at realrelationshiptalk.com slash love is. Again, that's realrelationshiptalk.com slash love is. And why not go ahead and grab a copy for you and someone you love too? Hurry and grab your copy at realrelationshiptalk.com slash love is. All right, back to our show. All right, friends. Well, as you just heard, we are going through our Love Is workbook. Now, if you're following along in your workbook, we are on page six and seven. And these two pages are really helping us to understand how to overcome jealousy in our relationships. I truly believe that the most healthy relationships are relationships where jealousy is not a habitual presence. And I want to really dive into what I mean by a habitual presence. You see, I believe that in most healthy relationships, jealousy is, and dare I say, should be present. If your spouse flirts with another man or another woman, and you never feel that, hmm, that tinge of jealousy go off in you, then to me, that kind of signals, not just that I completely trust my spouse and I'm secure and confident in who I am, that's great. But if you never feel any any sense of jealousy, then I would question your devotion. I would question if you truly are committed to your spouse. Because the truth of the matter is, is that when we feel threatened or when we feel our love being threatened, the feelings of jealousy are invoked. Just like when we were six years old, we weren't toxic, right? We didn't have language for that when we were six. We weren't toxic. We weren't unhealthy. It's just that what we loved was being threatened. And so the emotion that arose out of that is jealousy. Now, I want to be very, very clear. I do not believe that you should be experiencing feelings of jealousy on a consistent basis. That's why I said if there is habitual or consistent jealousy in your relationship, you have a problem. But if you find yourself getting jealous from time to time, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. In my opinion, it actually means that you care deeply about your relationship and you're willing to do whatever you need to do to help protect it. So let's talk for a little bit about the root of jealousy. Where does jealousy come from? Why do we feel jealous? Number one, it stems from insecurity. And again, I'm talking about people who experience jealousy on the regular, not just you feel jealous once or twice a year, okay? I'm talking about when jealousy is present in a relationship or in a marriage on a consistent basis. The root of that most often is insecurity. You don't feel secure in yourself, and you don't feel secure in your relationship. So what happens is you try to hold on too tightly to the relationship. And any and every time you feel that relationship is threatened, you become even more insecure, which then makes you hold on even tighter to that relationship. This is a vicious cycle because most healthy people don't want to be constrained. Most healthy people don't want to be controlled. And if you are married or in a relationship with someone who is constantly jealous, you feel like you can't breathe. You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything without setting that person off or triggering that jealousy that's in that person. And this stems out of them being insecure. 
You may have never done anything in your marriage to elicit a lack of trust. It is just this person is not secure or confident in who they are. Maybe they had trust issues and prior relationships, or maybe they have deep feelings of unworthiness. And because of that, they are always going to be insecure. The problem that comes with this, you guys, is you can't ever make an insecure person secure. You can't reassure them enough. If someone is determined to be insecure, i.e. they are always questioning you, always accusing you, always comparing you, there's nothing that you are going to be able to do to change that person. This is when it becomes very unhealthy and very toxic. Another root of jealousy is a lack of trust. So obviously, if there has been trust issues in your relationship, if there has been past cheating in the relationship, and especially if that has not been healed, then that spouse or that partner is most often going to be jealous and jealous often. This is why we spend so much time on this podcast talking about how to overcome infidelity and how to rebuild trust, because you can't just simply forget about infidelity. It doesn't just go away. It's like a cancer. It doesn't just go away by itself. You have to be relentless and intentional to destroy that root in your relationship. And then you have to rebuild the trust. And that takes time, a lot of time. So if you're in a relationship where there is a lack of trust, then obviously that's going to trigger jealousy. And then I believe another root cause of jealousy is fear. This is similar to insecurity, but you might not necessarily be an insecure person. You might just be a person who is prone to fear. Maybe you're afraid of losing that relationship, or you're afraid that your partner doesn't really love you, or that they're playing games with you, or that they're not really as committed in the relationship as you are. And so you're fearful. So therefore, you become jealous. Now, I believe that all of these types of jealousies are destructive. I believe that they, like I said, can be toxic. They can be unhealthy. They cause depression in both the jealous partner, because most jealous partners are not very happy partners. Most jealous partners are literally being tormented with feelings of loss, with fears, with images that you're going to leave them, or they're going to be somehow put out back or the wool is going to be put over their eyes and you're just going to kind of take advantage of them. And it's a tormenting place to be. So these folks don't make very happy partners. There are certain people, I believe, who are kind of prone to jealousy. And again, these are people that oftentimes have low self-esteem. These are people who struggle with insecurity. These are people who are anxiety-ridden. These are folks that if I'm advising a premarital couple and I see this showing up, I'm going to wave that red flag. I'm going to say, hey, 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 hey. All right. Your partner is really, really insecure. And you do not want to start a marriage off with an insecure person. Let me tell you something. Marriage is hard enough as it is. You do not want to be having to deal with someone who is chronically insecure, someone who is questioning your loyalties all the time. It is a huge red flag. So maybe you're thinking, oh my goodness, well, I'm already married and my spouse is constantly jealous. They're always questioning where I'm at. They don't believe me. There's a lack of trust. Dana, I haven't done anything to deserve this. This is just my partner's doing. 
I would tell you that you are going to need their absolute commitment to change this about themselves if your relationship has any chance of surviving. Now, you can actually continue in a relationship, and I've seen many couples do it. You can continue in a relationship with someone who's chronically jealous, but you will be miserable the entire time, and so will they. So instead of being in that kind of relationship, let's talk about how to actually create relationships that, like I said earlier, might have a jealous moment, but they are not chronically jealous. So how do we cure this? I think that there are some real introspective questions that the jealous partner needs to be willing to ask himself or herself. First of all, people need to get real with their insecurities. Listen, y'all, we're all insecure about certain things about ourselves from time to time. There are certain things about myself, weaknesses that I know that I have, things that I haven't mastered yet in my life that make me insecure. Now, I can choose to feed on that. I can choose to feed on those insecurities. I can choose to constantly compare myself to other people, things that I haven't achieved, things that I haven't done, things that I'm not good at, and that will feed the insecurity. Or I can choose to affirm myself in the word of God. I believe I believe that affirmations are best when they are rooted in God's word. So I can choose to affirm myself in God's word. I can choose to believe the best about myself, to build myself up in the most holy faith, like the Bible says, right? Or I can choose to continue to feast on those insecurities. It's my choice. When I'm feeling insecure, I will immediately recognize those thoughts and then I will redirect my thoughts. I'm not going to sit there and beat myself up about the things that I'm not good at. I'm not going to sit here and compare myself to other people because I know that that is a slippery slope into the never, never land of insecurity. So change your thoughts. Begin to think on things that are life-giving. Begin to think on the strengths that you have in yourself. Begin to think about the good qualities that you have. Think about things that you have overcome, the good things that you bring to the table. Think on those things. The second thing is after we've really kind of done a deep dive into why we're insecure, the next thing that we need to do is look and probe our relationship for any breaches of trust. I believe that there are times where jealousy can be misconstrued for discernment. There are times when you're simply discerning something and then you feel bad, like, oh man, oh, I shouldn't be jealous. And maybe you're not being jealous. Maybe you're actually discerning something that you need to pay attention to. What do I mean by that? Let's go back to the example that I used earlier. You and your spouse move into a house, right? And then a few months later, old girl moves in. She's beautiful. She's single and she's needy. So she comes knocking at your door, asking your husband to help fix her lawnmower. And then the next time she's back asking your husband if he can help her change her flat tire. And then she's back because she needs to know where the closest hardware store is in town. And you're starting to discern this woman has no boundaries. That's really what you're doing. You're discerning that she has no boundaries, but because you feel guilty you think, oh man, I need to stop being jealous. I mean, my, my husband is, he's faithful. He hasn't given me any reasons not to trust him. Let me just back off. It's fine. It's fine. And you begin to diminish the very intuition or discernment that God gave you. Don't do that. Pay attention to that. 
but look and probe your relationship for any breaches of trust. Now, if your spouse has broken your trust in the past, then you probably are rightfully jealous. And this is what I'm saying, you guys, that jealousy is not always a bad thing. In the Bible, it talks about, um, there's a scripture that says, in your anger, do not sin. And I love that scripture because it tells us that being angry is not a sin. A lot of Christians think that. They're like, oh, no, don't be angry. That's a sin. Well, that's not what the Bible says. It says, in your anger, do not sin, right? And so the reason I'm telling you that is because I believe that we can say the same thing about jealousy. In your jealousy, do not sin. In your jealousy, do not go down the rabbit trail of insecurity and worry and fear. You have to be able to manage jealous feelings and jealous emotions when they arise. The next thing, after you've kind of probed your relationship and you've said, okay, are there any areas in my relationship where there's been a lack of trust? And listen, before I go on to the next point, if there has been, don't just brush by that. You need to be very intentional about rebuilding the trust. We've done several different podcasts on it. Podcast number 102, episode 102, I talked about 12 steps to rebuilding trust in your relationship. If you are dealing with trust issues in your relationship, you need to listen to those 12 steps and go through them maybe a couple of times. Maybe one episode or listening to it just one time isn't going to be enough for you. But yes, Figure out what you need to do to rebuild the trust in your relationship, okay? The third thing that I want to encourage you to do after you've asked yourself, why are you insecure? You've probed about any trust issues in your relationship. The third thing is we have to be willing to deal with these fears. We all have fears, every single one of us. And if we're honest, many of us have fears about our relationship. So again, another resource, episode 14, way back in the day on this podcast, we did hidden fears that are ruining your relationship. And I talked about the fear of rejection. That's huge, you guys. So many of us deal with the fear of rejection, with the fear of intimacy, with the fear of failure, the fear of commitment. Maybe you feel like you're committing more in your marriage or in your relationship than your spouse is. And so that makes you jealous. Why? Because you're thinking I'm committing more than they are. Therefore, they're going to end up leaving this relationship. That's a fear. And that fear is going to feed jealousy, which will corrupt your relationship. So I believe that we need to focus on having relationships that are life-giving, relationships that bless, relationships that see the good in our partners, relationships that seek the good in our partners, relationships that are not controlling and manipulative and damaging. I believe that true love rejoices when other people are blessed. Have you ever had a situation in your life where you really wanted something really, really bad and then your coworker got it? (laughs) Maybe a promotion or you really wanted a person. Maybe the guy that you really wanted to be married to was interested in your best friend or maybe you wanted that brand new house and you lost the contract for another to another family. Whatever the situation is, we all go through experiences in our lives where we feel like we have missed out. We missed the boat. We didn't get something that we thought we were intended to have. Can I tell you that that's not jealousy? 
There's another word for that that we mix up all the time. That's envy. So Brene Brown talks about this, where she talks about the difference between jealousy and envy. And a lot of times we use those words interchangeably. But jealousy is when you are afraid of losing something that you have. That's what we've been talking about, right? You're in a marriage, you're in a relationship, and these jealous feelings come up because there's a fear that you're going to lose that. That's jealousy. Envy is when you are wanting something that someone else has, i.e. that promotion that you thought was yours, but it went to your coworker, or that house that you never had, but you convinced yourself it was yours and it went to that other person. That is envy. Envy involves a third party, okay? It involves when you think that whatever that person has is yours, and it isn't. We see this on social media all day long. That's why we have to be really careful about comparing our lives to other people because envy can be born out of all of that. So there are times in our marriages, you guys, if we're honest, that we can be envious of our partners. You can't be really jealous of your partner, but you can be envious of them. Maybe they are ascending in their career and you feel stuck. Or maybe they're constantly getting accolades and affirmations or maybe appreciation from the kids and your kids don't say diddly squat to you. Or maybe the dog likes them better than they like you. I mean, we we can get envious over the silliest of things. And we have to be careful about envy just as much as we have to be careful about jealousy. As a matter of fact, if you look at the scripture in 1 Corinthians 13, some translations use the word envy. Love is not envious. But I want to tell you that whether you're thinking about envy or whether you're thinking about jealousy, true love is not habitually jealous and true love is never envious. Now, I do believe that, like I said earlier, jealousy in a controlled environment for a very short amount of time can actually strengthen your love. But I'm careful to even say that because I fear that some jealous, possessive spouse is listening and they're going to use that to weaponize their behavior. I want to be very clear. Again, I am not encouraging people to be jealous in their relationships. What I am saying is that if you are in a marriage and you never care that your spouse might leave, or you never care, not saying that you're not worried about it, and I'm not saying that you don't fear it, I'm saying that you don't care. You're like, oh, well, well, they can do whatever they want. Well, then I would question your commitment to your relationship. So if you're married to somebody and they're constantly jealous, they're constantly accusing you, remember that love doesn't accuse Okay, and so if you are married to somebody like that, I'm going to encourage you to encourage them to ask themselves those three questions. Why are you so insecure? Where is the breach? Where is the lack of trust in our relationship? And then what are your fears? And listen, friend, if they're not willing to do that, then you're going to need to seek outside help. You're going to need to find a coach. Hello or a therapist, or someone outside of your relationship who can help you. Because left untreated, jealousy will corrode your relationship. The book of Proverbs, in Proverbs 14.30, it says, jealousy rots the bones. Again, it's like a cancer that is relentless until it destroys everything in its wake. If you're a parent and your children are starting to date, 
like some of my kids are dating, right? I always tell my kids, do not date a jealous person. It's not cute. You know, a lot of these teenagers think, oh, it's so cute. And and honestly, not even just teenagers, there's some full-grown adults who feel like jealousy is like a positive in their relationship. And it isn't. Jealousy can look like passionate love. Oh my gosh, they just, they care about me so much. No, 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 no. That's a red flag. So if you are a parent and your kids are beginning to date, encourage them. That's encouraged with a capital E exclamation point. Basically, tell them don't date that person because that relationship is not going to be sustainable. Love is not jealous. Love always seeks the good of the other person. So that is my encouragement for you all today. This podcast episode is a little bit shorter on purpose because this is kind of a common sense quality, okay? So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you all are enjoying this Love Is series. I hope that you have gotten your workbook. If you're like, workbook, what is she talking about? You obviously missed the little commercial that we had earlier, but I want to encourage you to head on over to realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash love is. You can get your copy of the workbook there. Lots of people are getting this workbook. I'm so excited about it, y'all. I've really spent a lot of time working on it and I love giving you practical tips. I love for you to have a little bit of meat to work with. I don't want to just get on these podcast episodes and inspire you, but I really want to also empower you to take this information to the next level, to make it real and personal in your relationships. So thank you so much for being here with us today. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week. We've got some other amazing guests in the lineup. Not all of the Love Is series will include guests. Many of them do. And then sometimes it'll just be me in a conversation, you and I having coffee over the microphone where I can really encourage you in your relationship. And I want to remind you that the show notes for this episode can be found on realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode 112, episode 112. So remember, friends, a good relationship is not one that works. A good relationship is one where you put in the work. Let's get to work. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to Real Relationship Talk with Dana Shea. Find the show notes, helpful articles, and more relationship tips at realrelationshiptalk.com. Enjoying the show? Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode. I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing. I'd like to invite you to my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You, featuring encouraging guests like Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, Dan Cathy, the late Dr. Frank Menrith, Josh McDowell, and more. To subscribe to my weekly Encouragement for You podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. That's lifeaudio.com.